Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast, and I get to use music again because my guests' uh, friends are musicians, and he's giving me permission to play that. So thank you very much. And I'm, uh, as always, before I forget, let me uh, shout out Kingpin. Podcast is sponsored by Kingpin. Um, they're a great company. Um, let them know uh, if you call up an order that you heard about them on the podcast or you're hearing about them on the podcast. They're at kingpintattoosupply.com, at kingpintattoosupply on uh, Instagram, and kingpinsupply, I think, uh, on Twitter. Um, so they're supportive, and we appreciate that. My guest today is uh, a guy whose work I became familiar with fair, not, not too long ago. Um, when I saw it, I was instantly struck by how dynamic it was. Um, and in some of the pieces that I was seeing, the insane amount of detail um, that was put in there, uh, it was something I hadn't seen before. And um, comes to find out, I find out he's also into CrossFit uh, and a super nice guy when I met him, Stefano Alcatara. How's it going, man? Thank you very much, man. Thanks for the introduction. I, <laughs> man, I am blown away by some of the you know, and I read about it that it's something that you're playing with with textures, and I'm blown away by some of that stuff that makes your work look like you you describe it as almost surreal, you know. It, yeah, because I I kind of like um I don't want to do exact copy of a of um of a picture and don't add anything from my own, so I kind of it's like a I am in texture who doesn't really exist and following different um shapes or or you know whatever it's, it 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 it's tell me the piece what I'm tattooing, and so I wouldn't call it real. Even if I try to 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 have the uh, realistic uh, vibe and stuff, you know. But I I think it's a surreal piece, you know. Yeah. So so do you go into like when you go into a piece that you're working off of some let's say realistic reference? Do you have in your mind before that, um, or you're saying you're just kind of it comes whatever comes out in the texturing process or do you have an idea before I have an idea at least how the flow is gonna go according to the placement of the piece where, where it goes and so I know where I'm gonna go with the flow so I even that I incorporate in, in part of the face who doesn't really have that 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 um kind of textures or, or, or wrinkles or, or whatever it is in that in that case um, but um, I have an idea. But later, what I'm tattooing, I, I I really like to improvise. I really like to 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 see what uh, kind of accidents happen and 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 just like continue with. I don't know. I I I like to have fun when I'm tattooing. So it, yeah. any not everything is really planned. Really. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I I I like that. I mean, it's there are times when when I'm tattooing as well where. You, you do something, whether it's at a color or an idea strikes you that I'm going to add shading here or a line here, and it comes out, and it comes out really great, you know, and it, it was yeah. one of those. It's one of the, those inspired moments that happen that aren't planned. You have an idea, like you said, you know, well, this piece is going to go here. It's going to flow this way, but once you get it on there and it, you start working through the process of it, the actual application, you find that right. little things come to you, and, and it's it's amazing. And I, I'm doing that on a very minimal scale, man, with tradition, more traditionally based elements. And the stuff that you're doing, I think, with the hyper, let's call it surrealism, is, <laughs> is super cool. I mean, it's it's absolutely you're in tune with what you're doing for sure. 
Yeah, I'm trying to dive, to 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 do a little spin, you know, in in in, uh, in the realistic pieces. I, I I love realism. I and and have a lot of cases where I do straight realism. Um, when it's a memorial tattoo, and when it's something like a, you need to be exact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How picture, but when I have the freedom to do, I I try to use you know to play a little bit with that and and actually add more detail and probably that that's the pieces I'm more happy with and have more fun with too. Yeah, I think the uh one of the main pieces that I think about when I when I think about those things that you're doing is the collabor- collaboration piece you did with uh Jose Perez Jr. Yeah. I, I heard about you guys talking about that piece. I think I think the piece that I'm thinking about um while you guys were in, in September in Keystone and setting it up for sometime later uh yes. at the end of the I- year or beginning of the year and it that thing when I looked at it and I saw those that deep textury stuff in the face and and it was it blew my mind, man. It was super cool. Thank you very much, man. And 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 the the cool thing about that that piece, we have it full uh, filmed and recorded since the beginning until the end. So we want to see that uh, uh, online song uh, soon or, or or actually I don't I'm not allowed to talk about that, but you want to see it. Yeah, very- the whole process soon. Wow. So that might be fun. Yeah, that's good. Is that something that you, um, when you started out, and we could talk a little bit about that too, because it's cool that you came from, um, you know, a third world country, Peru, that didn't have any tattooing around, and you know, around. Uh, your friend, your friend found a magazine at a flea market, and you were blown away. Um, is where you're at now something that you could have, I mean, even imagined at that time? being a graphic designer and wanting to tattoo now to the point where, you know, you're filming a complete process of, of these tattoos that are, that are phenomenal. Um, is that something you thought about way back then or, or wanting to progress it to that point? I, I definitely fall in love and I knew that was something I, I wanted to do for the rest of my life. That sounds like a, like really, uh, like really cliche, but, uh, I really felt it, and I really, um, I think tattoos have, 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 you know that, and tattoos have some something extra than just painting a canvas who don't have any, and it's, 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 not a, it's not walking, it's not talking to you, it's not telling you a story, and um, what I love to paint, but, but I think tattoos have something else, you need to be involved, you're working in a human body, and it's something I... I Really enjoy it. And the first time I was doing, it, I think that was a challenge also because it was so hard to masterize a technique mm-hmm. like that. And um, what was that? I, what was I, it? Uh, I mean, you were in a spot where they didn't even have tattoo magazines. So when you got your first equipment, or did you did you make your first equipment, or how did that all come about? That well, in that magazine was I remember it was a tattoo magazine. And, <laughs> And uh, and it was the, uh, the advertisement of you remember. I don't know how, how long are you tattooing. Uh, I'm in my 18th year. Oh yeah, we are pretty much in the same yeah. generation of tattooing. Um, and it was half page blue advertising of Hawks Balding. Well, yeah. this is like a commercial, <laughs> but there was the entire kit there, and I was like, wow, I need that. I was like, I need that kit. <laughs> yeah. So I. It, and that was a problem because no problem, but that was a um, ordered online. Well, at that time it was not online. What at the time it was a zero one eight hundred something hawks right. one or whatever. 
and and I ordered it and to take it out from customs in Lima in Peru that was so hard and they charged me more than the price of the actual kit that was like they said no this is so medical supplies and med- oh, something like well, okay whatever <laughs> and that was hard to take it off and, and but finally when I have it I I really start to practice and and at least I have something to to start with I, I I'm not a, like a I don't have skills or electrician or anything to build my own uh, <laughs> machines. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really good. I can just do my machines and no more than that. Uh, you know, like I'm not a, a, like a, this kind of, of uh, tattoo artist who really like they unbuild and build the machines to clean them and stuff like that. I prefer to send it to the company and they just do it for me and stuff like that. <laughs> they know better than me, so... Yeah, you know, that is that is true. I mean, it's uh but it's nice to it's nice to be able like you said on the fly if you have to you're using a coil machine and you do use coil machines FK irons. You have a signature co- uh coil machine which I think is pretty pretty fucking cool. Um but it's be you know, to be able to manipulate your tools enough to get them in a in a working order is important as as an artist. You have to know how to handle your tools and that, and that's great. Um, and you've been doing it from the beginning. I mean, getting a Hux Balding, those things didn't, uh, I mean, they weren't the best, but no, they're, they the best. <laughs> but, but it, uh, do you find that now, like working with the equipment that you're working with, um, how, how important is that to getting the type of look that you have in your, yeah, it's really important. I think that, um, make my life easier and, and, and actually I was working with clip course for most of my tattoo career or whatever for I'm, I'm telling you um probably I've been tattooing I don't know more than fifteen years with, with clip course and and when I changed to um to RCA I have so so much um confidence and, and my machine's gonna run um always uh consistent and stuff like that. So that was something for me I really I really um take one stress out of my of my mind, you know, when I'm tattooing, because sometimes even when I put the angle, you have a little bit different um, consistency or stop for one second and continue. And I hate that. And I was something, you know, the reason I was like, wow, I need to change for those because I'm a coil machine guy. I'm, I, I use coils and, and, and I was uh, thinking to change to rotary uh, at some point because that, because you have that connection in a different way. And I was like, oh, that connection is steady. It never changed, and that was one of the reasons I um, I was planning to change. And I was talking with um, Gaston from FKI, and I said, like, uh, yeah, if I was possible to, to put RCA to my machine, to my coal machine, I said, yeah, hell yeah. So they he changed all my machines to, to to RCAs, and then that for me was uh, besides the machines that runs amazing, and 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 that that was one of the biggest changes because I like to keep even my setup is really pretty much the same in every tattoo. I'm, I don't know. I like to try different things, but um, I don't know. I, I'm the kind of tattoo artist who like to keep my 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 basics. I'm really basic in my my, my setups and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I talked about that a couple podcasts ago with uh, uh, Bull Ammons. How I played around with. I'm I'm beginning to focus more and and um, on my on my black and gray and and realism work and. So I'm be- I've done things f- for so many years a certain way, but I know they're 
not necessarily the most efficient way that I could be doing it. And so I set up a cap system and I was working through um, a couple pieces with a certain certain setup. And I began to tr I changed it uh, on another tattoo. And I don't know why I changed it. I just did different, you know, mixtures. And it mm -hmm. was and it it just made it so much more difficult. So I understand what you're saying about, you know, you mess with that process you mess with the tools and, and the setup. If you're confident in a piece and the process you have, the basics, you can push that to a certain degree. You know, you can push it and you can add little elements in. But if you completely change it, it's a whole nother ball game. You know, you're starting I from scratch. So. And I, I do think you're right to. And I think a lot of the guys that are at the level that you're at and are doing the kind of work that you're doing, they're 100 percent tied to their process you know, um, yeah. with a little bit of an ability to push it so that they're never stagnant in it. You know? Right, right, right. I, 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 um, you know, I try different, once in a while I try different needles, I try different, um, and I always keep all my sandwich or I change inks or stuff like that in my, in the whole time, you know, in my career. But, um, I'm open to, to try things who are better, for sure, because if not, I will not be tattooing with the machines I'm tattooing right now. I will keep my hand hawk spalding for the beginning. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really open to, to, to technology, I would say that, or, or to things who can make tattoos better or easier for, for art or healing better and everything. Everything helps. I think mm -hmm. um, we're now in. I think we are in a really great moment of the tattoo industry. Looking how it is growing so fast, and I'm so happy we are in this in this moment in in the in the time of tattooing history. I would say because it's yeah. it's it's a, it's, some, it's something really interesting to to see how how it's changing everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely another. I believe it's another critical moment in tattooing where. You know, the, the Internet has exploded. The connectivity that people have, have has exploded. Um, the ability to sit here and jump on even a conversation like this with somebody um, in New York or Japan, mm -hmm. London, like I've done before. And just Science. talk about some of the things like the inspiration that that comes through or the, you know, the positive things that are going on and to be able to put that out there just like. I feel like these places like Tattoo Artist Magazine and some of these other folks have done in like um, physical publications. I feel mm -hmm. like the ability for people to do this in, you know, over Instagram and over podcasts and over Skype and over all these other avenues is really um, it's going to have a great impact on tattooing, I believe. I think so. I think so. It's um, it's um. In, in your phone, you can, you're watching the best tattoo artists in the world in your phone. You're watching the best tattoo artists in, in your computer or, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How was it back when you were first learning, getting back to, like, Peru? How, how was that, man? That had to have been. That was hard, man. That was so hard. Because that was so hard to, to, to bring needles, you know, like like sewing on my, my – no, not sewing, but – um. Yeah, sewing, right? My needles. How, yeah, needles, or I mean, they would they would send them out in like loose needles, so you'd have to, to exactly build them and, and build them. I was building my needle for more than ten years, man. And acid, I was. I remember still the smell of the acid. I, I'm so happy. I don't need to do that anymore. Oh, it's gross. I right? was hard. 
and ah, that was great. And that was hard to find needles over there or import them somehow or a friend who can bring from the States to Peru, same with the ink. I was needed to travel to bring my supplies. So that was a, the whole, the whole, um, it's a third world country. Sometimes when you order like um, on the phone or whatever, sometimes they never show up to your house. In the in the in the way, somebody take it, and you don't have not nobody to 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 say anything, and then nobody, you know, that was a different time. Right now, it's 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 different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, everything you can order online is gonna arrive to your house, and no problem. But back in the days, I'm telling telling you, 20 years ago, it's like it was rough, man. Yeah. It was rough, and nobody to learn. It took me so long. I was practicing with my friends, and I was trying to look in magazines. How I have the the book who said tattooing A to Z, and 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 try to read how to put the machine, the 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 needle inside of the machine, and how they build it. And now I I was just trying to. At the beginning, I was tattooing. It was not. They were not sticking. I, I was afraid to go too deep or stuff like that. And 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 it took me so long to actually doing it the right way. Then I was traveling here and and talking with tattoo artists and, and doing guest spots. That's how I pretty much learned like with another tattoo artist and look at how they they was doing it. Um I don't really recommend that for anybody. I, I recommend to have an apprenticeship. But that was my that was my my the times I was living and I was really far away. I, I didn't have any I, I wish I saved time and, and, and I have somebody to, to, to teach me, you know? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, it is, it is what it is though. That was the path and that, that you took and it is, it's what you had to take, you know, and it's, it's definitely admirable, admirable, um, that against all those odds, you still, um, were able to establish yourself there in in a short number of years to a point where you, um, had had a shop and that shop's still there today. In, in yeah. addition to another one, right? I think two two shops in Peru. Um, right now, two, and I have the second one just opened recently. Uh, it's a private one. It's a big one. It's a beautiful one, and I'm so proud of that one. Yeah. I want to have my first um, guest artist in uh, right now, March third. It's going to be Jesse Smith until the uh, March sixth, I think. Yeah, third to six. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but the the fact that I'm going there, you know, to to show him around and 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 to eat good Peruvian food there and 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 do some whatever some 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 touristic things and 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 show you some some ruins around and we're planning to do some uh, sandboarding nice. and stuff like that. So we're not, you know, I don't know. I I I I live in New York City. Here's my my home, but. I love my country, and, and I want to show where I came from to people. So it's something who 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 make me proud, and and and, and I'm, you know, it's a beautiful country. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I've seen the pictures that you post on Instagram, and I, you know, it, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, you know, it's probably nice for you to be able to return some of those favors for people that uh, did that same thing for you and brought you here. And Autumn. showed you around New York City and showed you around these other places that you were doing Autumn. conventions and travel in. So. Exactly. It's my time to, to bring something back to to my friends, you know, who I was, you know, 
staying in their houses, whatever. They can stay in mine now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely cool, man. I, I, I love it. You did a, a ton of traveling early on, right? Yeah, a lot, a lot of traveling. I didn't have a, um, a home base uh, when I arrived to the States. Actually, my story was like I, I, um, I, I was planning to open another shop in Florida with my cousin and it didn't, didn't came through. And then this when I start to to try anymore and try to be my name and, and, and show what I what I what I do. And that's how I end up uh, working at Last Rights, get an invitation from Paul and staying there for three years and I'm still go there every time I'm I'm in New York and I'm a, I'm a, like a like a guest part time artist and I love it there. it's it's a such a um Inspirational shop is such a. Uh, I learned so much there. I learned so much. I think my 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 tattoos are what they are because I work there. I was I was around like Little Dragon there, Toxic and Paul, and guest artists all the time. Amazing like Robert Hernandez and and definitely influenced me in my style right now. So I'm really grateful and 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 I can be more happy to to be part of. of of that group of artists who, yeah. who came from from that from that that place, you know. Yeah. Do you find that you're? Um, I know you've spoken about uh, in, in interviews that your great grandfather was one of your major influences. Do you find that as you're moving um, to these different areas and traveling, you're more inspired by the things that are right there in that in that moment? Or do you draw from that history that you have in in your family and your um, artistic background, graphic design? Um, I think I, I grew up everything from everywhere. I I I get influenced from graphic design for sure. Make make me make me. Um, they teach me so much. You know, I'm, I'm have a method to because graphic design is like a commission art. You know, you have a client. You do what they want, and you make them happy. So pretty much, that helped me to understand um, how to deal with customers and 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 actually give the message in my pieces, and and also like 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 how pieces need, need to look and how they need to read, read and stuff like that. But also, um, I think my great grandfather was the part of more artistic um, part because I was I was. Um, I was looking at at his uh, at his painting, his drawings, his watercolors. His I have it in I have it in front of me. I have some some pieces still like originals from him, um, and I watch them every day. And there's something who who really um, I never stopped to learn. He was an amazing, amazing artist. So so kind of like kind of like um, remind me where I came from, you know, that remind me like, this is, that he was my great-grandfather and he was uh, the one who was doing that way before me. And, who, you know, and, and, and I never thought I would can do things he was doing when I was a kid. I was, that was so amazing. I was like, I would never be able to do something like that. And now I see my, my drawing, yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> that's great. I mean, what a, it, it you know, is. Like, it, it's nice to be able to look back on that history and definitely draw from it. And that's almost like the, you know, um, your basic setup for tattoo, you know, that's your basic setup and you've yeah. been able to have these other experiences. I've, I've been, um, 
super into this last couple weeks, or probably like the last week, listening to uh, Jeff Buckley. And I've, I've l- watched a couple documentaries on him, and he said something in one of his documentaries that kind of was interesting to me. <clears throat> he said, you know, as he's moving along through these through these process, you know, the process is all he has. He says the live shows are just there. They're these little uh, stars and little lights along the way, the process um, that he has, the live shows. But he said the process is all he has. And so I'm interested, you know, to, to talk with other artists about that same thing, about their, you know, not only the the part of the process that, you know, that comes before the actual application of the tattoo, but during the tattoo, that's almost as like a magi- or a, a, a musician's live performance, you know, and you and you have um it, it, it's cr- it's crazy to think you know i mean it's it's an interesting entire um span of of the creative process and I, I i found it interesting to him that he thought that those live shows and i think because they just go away then after you hear them and the vibes in the room and it's done after that um mm-hmm. but the process continues to move it's true it's true I, yeah I, I never thought about it but you're, you're right i think like uh it's as important uh the, the the part like the before the piece the the why you are you are choosing that reference or why you are what you're gonna say and not only in tattooing also in painting too I have a maybe a longer uh, process of 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 preparation for a piece and yeah I think it's something really I think it's harder for me to actually think it before when I'm before I'm ready, even when I set up my 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 table just to tattoo, I just kind of get in this in this mood until I'm ready and then I'm just ready to do it, you know. But all the process before is 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 a is a it's really I don't know. I, I never thought about it. It's really interesting. Yeah, I always yeah. get really into it before I do something. I didn't have think about it. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I'll, cool. I also um, have been thinking about just, you know, people talk about the permanency of tattoos and not to get too deep on this podcast, but because um, we're uh, but the permanency of the tattoos while they're here. But that's the difference between creating a tattoo and creating something on canvas like you talked about before on canvas that could be here thousands and thousands of years from now. You know, mm-hmm. it could still be there. Um, the tattoo is going to be there and it's a permanent indelible mark on that person only during the time that they're here once they're done once they're gone and they've passed away that artwork is only represented anymore in pictures and the physical piece is not there anymore it's it's true it's both it's the permanency of the the moment and the permanency of it being gone it's true it's true no way to bring it back no yeah but um while we're here we got to stay we got to stay uh you know in the moment i guess as best we can you know, one of the ways that you do that, look at this transition. One of the ways that you do that is CrossFit. How'd you get into that? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh. And I, well, I've been, um, I've been doing sports since I'm a kid. And, and I'm not like a, like a crazy sport guy. But later, like later when I was like, you know, like 20, 25 until 30, I was really into going to the gym and lift weights, and I was big. I was a big guy. I was 
training with the trainers of the gym and, and guys who go to competitions and stuff like that. And I wasn't huge and, 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 and I like it. I like it a lot. And, and then I moved to the States and I started to work a lot. I started to just focus in my art. So I kind of, everything was going down the hill, man. It was like going like, I went to a couple of times to, um, to, I used to do in Peru a lot of, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And um, I went to uh, Renzo Gracie Academy here in New York City, and I went for two months, and I get injured in my in my in my spine. I was not doing any any kind of like a like a a lot of exercise before, so I was really weak, you know. After doing so much, and that was just, and then I. Um, I watch a picture, remember, in, in a New Year's, and it looked so bad, man. I was looking, I was, for me, that was not me. I was looking, that was, I was a little bit um, overweight, and I was like, where, where I'm going? I'm just 30-something years old, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even 40. And I was, and it's like, for me, that New Year's, one of my New Year's resolutions was to, to change and go back to my healthy habits, habits of, of, of eating and working out what I was totally not in my routine. And I hear, I hear about uh, um, CrossFit for a couple of friends, but, and I passed by, I remember I was living before in Park Slope and I was passing by a, a box around, around there and I was like, and I, and I was a little skeptic. I was like, oh, these guys are charging me to be running around the block or stuff like that or, or or just moving tires or stuff like that. And I was like, ah, I'm not sure if I want that. And I was going to my gym, all clean, air conditioning, and, and work, my gloves, and like everything. And I, and, I, and I was going for six months to the gym. And I, I, I felt like I went back to my, to, my, to my health. I was like, you know, like, I had no belly, I was strong. But then I was like, I was bored, you know, I was going by myself, and I was like, ah. I feel like I need to get something. And a friend of mine told me about CrossFit again. And I started to do a, a research about CrossFit online, just reading about what it's all about. And really capturing me the fact you can do more stuff with your body than I never uh, in any sport you can do. It's like a, I'm a really fan of mixed martial arts, like MMA. And... It really captured my attention. I really love MMA because you need to be a well-rounded fighter. In this case, you are a well-rounded athlete. You need to be good swimming. You need to be good doing gymnastics. You need to be good being strong, have a great cardio, flexibility. And I love that, man. And I, I every time I, I, I go to CrossFit, I go as much as I can, probably certain weeks I go five times a week or four times a week, that's my average. Um, I love it. Every day is like a, I'm like I'm doing a marathon every day or something. I, I, I feel like I accomplish something really hard every single day and I, used to, I, have, I already win. I already win the day. Yeah. So, and I feel great after that. And it's, it's like a, it's, I feel like a kid playing. I feel like a kid playing. I feel that 
sensation of tiredness. And it's like, also it's a really humbling uh, sport, I would say, because you always continue um, building your strength and your everything in your body. You always have things you, you, you can work on. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the nice things about it that I found that I enjoy, I got into it a long time before when I was a cop, somebody, uh, a police officer, somebody had talked to me about it. And so I started doing, like you said, the, the research on it and got involved in a box in Vallejo, was there a little bit and then um, would just do it on my own um, before I would go. I would go to Vacaville. I would box. Um, at the uh, PAL Boxing um, Police Activities League boxing gym that they had in town there. And so we would do that for like an hour and a half to two hours. And then I'd go to the, um, the station and I would do a CrossFit workout. And I had to, you know, I was on my lo- on YouTube finding out what these different, what's a thruster and what's this and what's that. Exactly. And, and uh, I enjoyed it um, quite a bit. And then I stopped kind of working out. I ended up moving and... and um, but recently in the last two years, I've gotten back into it locally here at CrossFit Lodi. Um, some friends of our, some friends of ours had owned that box before. And one of the, um, former owners still trains there. And, uh, they're actually, um, uh, Travis and Sarah McRoberts. There's a, have you ever heard of caffeine and kilos? Caffeine and kilos is a, is a clothing brand that's right. Re- that's out here, but they're getting pretty big. And, awesome. um, he the guy that's one of the guys that's involved in that is putting together a um almost like a super team for uh for regionals and so he took everybody that's on the team had had qualified as an individual in regionals um to go to regionals this last year um Mm -hmm. and there's no other teams i guess in crossfit that have they have a handful of people that would um qualified as team members but not a full team of people that had qualified individual and it, and this year are choosing to be on a team. They train together locally. Um, it's pretty mm-hmm. badass, man. It, it's, uh, I, 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 um, one of my, 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 my coaches, um, he's, uh, his group is, uh, dynamics. Uh, I think is the, the, the name of his, his team and they are the champions of the originals last year. Nice. So, oh yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, 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 and also I, I, I can be more happy with where I am. I want to, I want to say I, I, I train in CrossFit uh, Greenpoint, and it's amazing. It's, I know people is, you know, I, I think in every box the people is so positive and so um, uh, helpful and, and 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 always trying to to to, I don't know. The yeah. good, it's a really good vibe. Of, of, of. Absolutely, and that's I guess what I was getting to. The point I wanted to make was. You can be in there and you can continue to strive to be better, lift, lift more, run faster, do more pull-ups, do all that. And when you're feeling down about it or you're having a rough day, there are going to be other people there pushing you. And predominantly the people that are involved in CrossFit are, are a little bit fanatical and also very positive. You know, it's and that's true. what I like. I I enjoy. I'm not the type that wants to go to the gym and be by myself and and work yeah. out. And and I like going to that social more, also a social sure. environment where I'm going to be pushed and can help push other people. So I, I totally agree. I totally agree, man. I, I I love it. I can, and I as I told you, I've been doing like a 
I don't know, all kind of sports. Like I was doing like back in the day, like swimming, jiu-jitsu, boxing, wrestling. I was doing everything. And CrossFit for me is is something totally different and really, I don't know. You I know feel what? like, you know what I, what I feel in my body? I feel like I'm, when you go to the gym, you look like all buff and I'm right now I'm smaller and I'm as strong I used to be when I was I'm medium I was large and and I was ripped I was I was like really I have seven percent of fat in my body at that time wow. I was I was in a good shape and and right now I feel like I'm as strong as as at that time so you know it, you look like a superhero when you are like standing you know you are balanced because I used to do a lot of upper body and not my legs. <laughs> don't used to do much legs as like like girls used to do more legs and or they do more legs than than upper body and and guys is the opposite. And in but in CrossFit you have no option and you need to work every single part because everything works for other parts to do something else. Like I can walk like you know, like in my hands now, I can do like I don't know stuff I never in my life did before, and I love it. You know, one thing I like about it too, and this is when it kind of clicked for me, um, why I maybe liked it. Uh, I was listening to um, the Joe Rogan podcast, and he's you know, jujitsu. He loves jujitsu. He's black belt in. Uh, um, oh yeah. Uh, so, anyways, he talked about it being. Jiu-jitsu was that thing for him physically that not only um, pushes his physical body, but it also pushes him mentally because he's thinking one, two, three steps ahead. If this guy counters with this move, he's going to, you know, go for this. He's also so you're thinking defensively and offensively. So it's a mental challenge as well as that physical challenge. And I think with CrossFit, what was what's cool when you get into the Olympic lifting and you're doing cleans and you're doing snatches and you're doing, um, uh, you know, those technical movements, you have to be, you're physically tired and you have to be mentally strong about your technique and concerned about that. So I think it, it pulls on both of those things. I agree. I agree. You cannot, sometimes, you know, I don't know, technique is more important to, to don't get injured, you know, or, or, or to have a more successful lifting, you know, even if, I don't know. What's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite Olympic lift? My favorite Olympic, Olympic, I, I will say, I will say, Crosser is one of my favorites. I just, well, it's, it's not a, it's not as an exercise, but I mean, like, I'm 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 stronger in my upper body, so I I, I like to to lift. Yeah. Um, I don't like much squats, man. You know, I, I, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm back squats or front squats. It's not my favorite, man. I'm not as strong, man. I'm. I, I like. I like everything with my upper body, really. Yeah. I, yeah, it's um. I did a crazy. We did a crazy workout the other day. We were doing just like the Fran numbers: twenty-one, fifteen, nine. But mm-hmm. we did it with um, with a a clean and a double squat. So a clean and a double front squat was one rep. Mm-hmm. So we did the the twenty one, and then we ran. I think I don't know a quarter like a quarter mile, and then did mm-hmm. the fifteen. And every man, it gets crazy <laughs> with the with the double squat in there. Um, oh, the God. double front squat is nuts, but it was a good workout. I mean, it, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. 
It, Hell yeah. it ended up uh, even if like I'll hit workouts, some workouts like that. And this one I we did the other day, we did uh, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 of kettlebell swings, um, wall balls and sit ups. And I used uh, I normally will use the 53 uh, pound kettlebell, but I used the 62 pound kettlebell for that one. And oh man, it's, <laughs> it was retarded. It, uh, but uh, I can I can imagine, man. I and I love it. I love that mentally be tired and you being mentally strong to freaking continue, man. Isn't that like? Yeah. Um, the other day we did a um, du um, double wall balls. Oh like, yeah, those are and horrible. That was, that was the first time I I they, they did that. No, you know, like you jump and then you go down, up and down again. I was like, wow, that's so hard, so fast. You need to be so fast. Yep. Yeah. You. Ha I mean, you have to focus on that throw to get the ball up there to have enough time to do it and exactly. catch it in that rack where your elbows aren't out and it's you, mm -hmm. you start getting your muscles tired. Remember that? Did you do that workout last? Was it last? Um, regionals they did the 150 wall balls and then it was 150 wall balls and then however many um however many uh oh, what am i going on the rings um how many however many what's that no like 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 with the rings like doing a um yeah 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 why am i going blank on that name <laughs> it's one of, it's one of the main movements but anyways the yes. 150 wall balls were crazy, and I think there was one dude out in this area. They, I think he went to 75. He split. I don't know if he split it at 75. Had one break, so he did 75 unbroken. He's some uh -huh. guy from I think San Jose. Uh, ridiculous. That's disgusting. <laughs> Just to think about it, it's like it's a nightmare, man. Yeah. An, but yeah, I I love that. I love to be pushing to to break that in your in your feet i don't know like i don't know how to explain it it's, it's, it's mental it's not physical it's just mental because a lot of people um i think you to do crossfit you need to love it because it's not like a people say, ah, i don't love it that much but i'm doing it no you, you need to love it i love it yeah i can wait i'm missing not, not I, I didn't went um yesterday or today because I was feeling like my throat was so cold and I was walking outside with my friend who came from the weekend and I was like not feeling like strong enough to go. So I would try to recover myself and then go strong so I don't get more weak and, and, and get more sick. Yeah. What, um, but I'm, I'm missing it, man. Do you eat pretty Do you eat pretty clean? And, and... I eat pretty clean. I don't do the, the paleo how every crossfitter yeah. does because I don't, eat, I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. I don't eat meat. I eat, I eat seafood. But I don't eat meat for the past four years, more, more than four years now. I couldn't do that, man. I, uh... I, I was with you, man. I, I was probably one of the biggest eat meter I ever made in my life. And I love meat. I love the taste, everything. But one day I was like, nah, I watched too much documentaries, man. <laughs> On the meat. Okay, well, you know what? I See, I that's where... The sugar and that kind of stuff ended with me. I watched this documentary on the candida bacteria. And I started taking probiotics after that, too. Oh, yeah. Sadly. It's crazy, man. I mean, people it don't is. realize not only the the the, cra the crazy fucked up shit sugar will do to you, but how it came to be that we're addicted to it. 
you know i'm I'm the same way man i i watch i watch a lot of that shit and um so i try to eat i try to eat pretty clean you know ve- right. vegetables and and meat and try to cut out the sugar um i right. do coconut sugar now if you've tr- if you want to use sugar coconut sugar is a good one really I, I never try i don't i don't eat uh or eat sugar at all i don't yeah. i eat chocolate for example man, i, I always I always get like a 85%, the minimum is 70%. It's, a, it's, it's pretty good for your joints. Have a lot of good antioxidants and stuff like that. Chocolate is a good thing. It's not a, if it's pure, you know, if it's, a, it's a real chocolate, not like a, I don't eat um, milk chocolates because you have a lot of sugar. Yeah. But um, dark chocolate is pretty good for you. It's the only chocolate probably I, probably I drink, maybe a little bit of, Honey, or or I use um, before I, I I drink my protein shake, I, I grab a little spoon of uh, algarrobina or, or or honey just to open, you know, mm-hmm. open the, your body needs sugar before you get the, your protein and absorb it better. And, and probably the only time I, I eat something sweet. Then I don't eat sweets. Yeah, how, do you find it's hard to do that when you're traveling to to eat eat correctly, or how do you how do you manage yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's really hard, man. Sometimes I, I end up eating pizza and stuff like that. And also, like, you know, like, this is what you find at the end of the convention. is the only thing open you can order from. from and, you know, I can eat a, not eat a salad because everything is closed. And that's one of the hardest parts. But I always at least bring um, protein shakes or, or, find, uh, or find, like, muscle meat light or whatever and have it in my, in my, in my, in my um, fridge of the hotel and... and and have it as breakfast and late night, you know, if I'm starving, I just bring one of those and go to sleep mm-hmm. before I drink a couple of beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Uh, you're preparing for uh, for a solo show coming up, right? I just saw you were preparing some canvases. How is that for you, the process with doing that? Is it uh, si- similar to, uh, but on a larger scale to, to your tattoo process or? I think it's totally different. Mm. I think it's totally different. And it, it took me like probably when I, I I was preparing the solo show, I was thinking about the idea, what I'm going to paint about, because it's one of the hardest things. Also because it's my first solo show. Also because it's going to be one of my dreams since I was a kid, it was to, to show in New York City in a gallery. Since I was a kid, I think I watched a movie where this guy was do, doing a, a solo show in, in New York City, and I was so amazed. Like, wow, that would be a dream. Well, finally, finally it's coming, you know. And, and 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 to be really honest, more than excited because I'm excited to be in that day where the opening happens. But I'm scared, man. I'm scared of. I'm gonna feel like I'm naked in front of everybody because I'm showing a lot of personal things in my paintings this time. It's not too much about or beauty or you know like a, like a face of a girl or or do something a nice body. No, no, no. This is a little bit more more deep, a little bit more. Still keeping keeping a beauty in the painting, but it's a little bit more. Um, it's a, more, a little bit more about life. So. Intentional, That's what, or is, what, is that intentional, or is that just what's coming out? It's what's coming out. It's what's coming out. I I I start with different ideas, sketch something where I was going. Also the style I want to go with the whole, and it's gonna be really. Um, I can say it's gonna be really. 
um, it's not gonna look like a old master paintings or, or painters or something like that, really old vibe. It's gonna look really uh, maybe modern and and from this time. It's gonna look like what's happening right now. I'm excited to show when 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 it's time. Mostly, uh... I, I I didn't show anybody. Even I, I have friends who went, went went to my studio or something just to. Um, check it out my place or whatever and I don't I hide all my paintings and then I put pull them up you know I'm not I'm not showing much I wanted to be totally surprised definitely I need to show one like a month before for the for the poster of the of the of the um, of the flyer stuff like yeah. that what is coming pretty soon I think but um, maybe it's going to be just a, a, a little part of a painting or something like that. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Keep them in. Uh, keep them. Keep the mystery going. Keep the mystery going, man. Yeah, that's good. I, I want to show, but at the same time, I don't want to show. <laughs> I don't want to show to people before, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You did. Uh, how did that? How did the whole? Um, how did the whole uh, FK Irons thing come come about with the signature frame? Cause I, I think that's cool. I love the artwork on it too. It's I love that I have. I don't know right. I don't know where it is. Right here. I have this. Uh, that's what I see every day. Nice, awesome. Right when I'm yeah. when I'm cool. taking my notes and stuff. I love nice. that. I love you, that image. You know, it's it's dynamic, and I think that definitely hints to your graphic design uh, oh, originations. Oh, totally, totally. And I, and I think I I did last year. Um, uh, when I first started to be, I, I made like a tour. When I, um, after my three years of, of working at Last Rights, I did like a little tour for six months, and I actually create um, T-shirts and also um, my my flyers was uh, like a ticket of a of a of a um, concert or 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 boarding pass or something like that. I did. A, my, my brother is also a graphic designer, and he's 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 the one who take care of my of my shops in Peru, and um, he helped me to he helped me a lot with the graphic design of my things. I pretty much like direct him what I what I am. Um, well, that one I I I, I did it. The the logo is pretty much my logo. You know, I'm trying to create create kind of like a brand. You know, with that, and um. I did that one, and uh, sometimes I don't have the time. Or my my my, my brother is a is a really great uh, art director in Peru, and uh, uh, he helped me with some some bigger projects with that. Um, but yeah, definitely graphic design is, 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 is still on me, and and I apply it to my to myself. I apply it to myself. That's you know my how I how I release things or how I I don't know. I also. I say graphic design is a lot of advertising, so you you have, you have a plan for every step you make. So absolutely, it's something that um, I am. I'm not. I used to work with Photoshop a little bit, but I've never like it's not something I've ever really taken up and and worked mm -hmm. with. I think that some of the technology th these days is coming. It's reducing that learning curve that you have to have. I think you can use stuff like. Um, the Cintiq tablets, um, and now they have them in. It's an Android tablet that has the Cintiq, the Wacom Cintiq um, 
uh, full capabilities mm -hmm. wow. uh, right on a tablet that you can take in your backpack anywhere. Um, and Photoshop, I think that there's some there's some basic things you can do with it um, that would really help a person's uh, process and tattooing. Um, but it's finding the time to, to learn that. And uh, I'm actually going down south uh, on a guest spot at the original Goodfellas um, in Orange County, um, mm. March 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. So March 13th nice. through 16th uh, will be down there. Actually, the 13th will be in Pismo Beach, uh, at Tiger Rose Tattoo. Um, I'm excited to do a couple tattoos and look out at the beach. Um, nice. But then we'll be down south and... Uh, one of the guys down there, Steve Johns, who I've had on the podcast before, is going to kind of help put me through a little bit of a, a course on how to use Photoshop and the Cintiq. And I love that, man. I can't wait because there's things like the flyer for, you know, for this guest spot, um, a T-shirt design or, or this or that, that if you have those capabilities yourself to be able to do um, it, it makes it so much easier because I sit here and I search for people that either can do that for me mm -hmm. and can connect on the vibe, the same vibe and the same idea that I want to put out there with it. Um, and it's difficult to find those, those folks. I mean, there's a lot yep. of graphic designers out there, but it's, but it's difficult to find the ones that are, um, that you connect with on that level where they either have an idea about the industry community of tattooing. They maybe kind of have that same vibe that you want to put out and, um, so it's it, it's exciting for me to start learning that, you know. And I, I think Photoshop is a great tool for for artists in general. Mm -hmm. Photoshop, um, I learned it in my graphic design uh, times, and, and and still keeping with that, with that, trying to learn the new, the next, you know, the next uh, updates of Photoshop or whatever. And um, for example, I, I was um, I use it a lot for my tattoos in 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 my in my process. For example, for I, I I did a piece of a, of the son of a friend of mine, and he have like a like a tiger um, uh, headdress with some kind of and I, I I do all my research and on feathers or the head of the tiger blah, blah 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 and I put them together in Photoshop to see the sizes how it would look bigger or, or, or more and I do it in Photoshop and then I um I do it in the skin and. And the same with my uh, paintings. Um, I learned from really great painters, like amazing ones. And I was doing some workshops and seminars, and they also use a lot of Photoshop and photography for their own pieces. I think if, if you have the tools, um, the, every tool you have to make a, a successful and a better piece, use it. I, I feel like it's not like, because a lot of like traditional painters, they think like, oh, you need to paint from life, and that's the best way, major things, and no, that's the right way. And if you use another technology tool, it's cheating or something like that. And I, I, I think this, this is the, those times are already, already in the past, you know, like, a, like painters and illustrators I admire, they, they use a lot of Photoshop and, and, and and I'm I'm doing it too. It's, it's 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 a great great tool. You have what it what it matters is the final product. You want to paint it with your hands anyway. So <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a different um, 
I don't know if that's just a different mentality that's here in the States as opposed to, um, you know, other areas that people are so tied to a tradition or a way that they feel it has to be. And they, I think, oftentimes maybe lose out on some of the opportunity to take advantage of um, things that are going to make their job more efficient or even better, you know, a better quality product. And and I understand there's a nostalgia to, you know, working in certain forms of tattoo and and there's uh, uh, something that can come through in that. But I also feel like whether you're in a custom shop or a, or a walk-in shop, using the tools to make the final product the best it can be is is incredibly mm-hmm. important, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. It's, um, I don't know, you still can do it for... for in your learning process, you know, that can, because I, when I, when I started painting, I was, I was painting from life models and stuff like that. You need to pass the basic, I feel, later so you can use them, your better tools or your technology, you can use it in a better way, but it's not like you need to keep always doing the same methods at the beginning. I, I think it's important to learn, mm-hmm. to learn them. But later you, you you can just apply them because you know how the basic and you can modify the your your the 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 you know the basic basic the ground I mean the ground I don't know how to say it I don't know how to say it but you can learn some like rules and then you can break them but you need to know them first you know yeah I I think. Absolutely. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit before we end the podcast. I want to talk about um, the charity that you want to uh, support. And if for folks mm-hmm. that don't know, um, what I've been doing for a while now is 50 percent of all donations that I get to support the show each week. I donate on behalf uh, of the show and and of the guest to the charity of their choice. And you talked about um I believe it was a Peruvian Cancer Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. How are you connected with that, or how did you decide that you wanted to do something for that? Um, well, um, they do um, a marathon here in, in New York City, and um, it's for the, for the kids from, from uh, of Peru. And it's something like I, I, I feel like... Uh, also, because it's my country and, and it's a third world country, and, 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 and a lot of people need help. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's, it's, it's a good, um, I don't know. My mom, it's, it, it came from, from different ways, not, not only because they do something in New York or whatever. It's, my mom is volunteer in the Institute of Cancer for 24 or 26 years now. Wow. And um, and yeah, I'm, my dad used to get detected with cancer too last year, and so I don't know. I I, I feel like 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 it's, it's something we a lot of people is, is is having this um this problem in this in this uh help prop uh, problems in in sometimes it feel like it's, it's it's like a modern a modern disease or a modern, it's not, they don't, we don't used to have cancer back in the days. Um, it's for what we eat, going back to healthy life and, and, and what we eat. And I think it's important to, to, 
persuade people and 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 try to to make everybody more healthy. It's, on, it's a I hope it's a it's a trend, a good trend in people to to start to go back to 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 healthy and, and not eating junk food and and stuff who want to make you want to kill you faster <laughs> right <Absolutely. laughs> yeah man for sure and I, I i'm fully uh down to support you know something like that because you know i lost my dad to cancer as well um a decade ago and it doesn't uh a day doesn't go by i don't think about him and you know so it's it's nice to be able to do those things and the whole reason i wanted to do part of it i talked to, i've talked about it before and i just want to impress upon people that it's it's getting that awareness out there, you know, and it's and it's talking about and being connected with the things that are connected that the people who are in this industry, community, yourself, you know, Mike Chambers, um, the other people that I've had on the on the show have these things that they're tied with through their family, through their life. And I think it's important to to learn about those things that others are, are that are important to others. So. Um, mm -hmm. that's why I want to do that. And so anything that comes in, um, you can Thank pay. You. Yeah, absolutely. You can PayPal OG Joe Swanson at gmail.com. That's the, that's my PayPal, um, that I use for the show. And 50% of those donations this week will go to the Peruvian Thank cancer you. foundation on behalf of, uh, Stefano and, and, uh, his family. So, um, Stefano, I appreciate you coming on, man. And, and for those people who, uh, would like to get tattooed or look at your work, where can they, can they find out? Um, how to do that they can just go to my website stefanoalcantara.com um, or you can google it and write me in any of, of the social media pages and that's it okay we look forward to that solo show coming up when it's coming um, July 12th okay it's Great. coming July 12th Wonderful, it's gonna be man. at last rights gallery in New York City exciting well, that's great, man, and I, and I appreciate, uh, again, you coming on and, and talking with me. Um, for everybody who listens, you always know you can get a hold of me on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, all these different places at OG Joe Swanson. Email me, OGJoeSwanson at gmail.com. Gave you the PayPal. If you want to shoot me a couple bucks, that's cool, too. Um, I want to let people know in Southern California, I'll be making a trip down uh, March 13th, Pismo Beach at Tiger Rose Tattoo. I'll be there. Uh, for one day only, and then uh, the 14th through the 16th, I will be down at the original Goodfellas uh, with a good friend of the, uh, from the shop at Hard Luck Tattoo here in Lodi, um, Paul Marquez. Uh, so we'll both be down there. If anybody's interested in getting tattooed, they can hit me up on an email or text me. Um, and uh, all that information is on my Instagram, too. I appreciate everybody supporting the show. Um, these shows will be back up on iTunes. Um, I'm having troubles with my lack of, uh, uh, <laughs> of technology capabilities, um, getting my, getting that feed to go back up there through my new host. So if anybody knows how to work iTunes, holler at your boy. So <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks Stefano. I appreciate it, man. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you have a good day, man. And, uh, enjoy your next wad. Thank you for the, yeah, you too, man. You too, man. Thanks for the invitation, man. All right, I love brother. it. I enjoy it pretty much. All right, we're gonna run out with uh, um, this. Tell tell people the um, the song that we're playing. I don't know if I can pronounce it. Yeah, I, I want to say it for you. Um, the, it, um, that song is from from my brother's band. It's uh, the name is Contra Corriente, what means against the current, and the name of the song is Necesitado. 
what means um, needed. Um, now my my brother have two bands. Something really really quick. And my 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 brother have a a metal band, the rock kind of rock. That that song is kind of like that is a is a the softest of the album. Uh-huh. But um, it's the one I like the most, and um, he just win in Russia in a festival, in an international festival. He they just win with uh, the grand prize and stuff like that. So they they just came from Russia not too long time ago. Really happy. Well, that's I want to them. Yeah. Congratulations. That's great. And you guys can find them on YouTube. And we appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate them. Let me use this music. So you can use it, man. You can use it. No problem. All right. All right, man. El camino ya está señalado